Chiefs, welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast. As the great DJ Khaled says, another one. Presented by NBA 2K23, as always, hit the link in the description to get your copy pre-ordered because NBA 2K23 is the game you need to be playing. You hear me say it every day, so if you haven't done it by now, I don't know what you're waiting for. You must be waiting for a sign, and here's your sign. Go pre-order it. Anyway, BJ Armstrong, as always, is with me. Real name, no gimmicks. Speaking of that, I want to commend James Harden. Because when we say no gimmicks, he did something very admirable this offseason. He took Which less is? money. He took less money than he could have taken to strengthen the team. Now, the NBA might be investigating him for tampering, but that's besides the point. I thought that it was very, very impressive for Mr. Harden to take that because it allowed them to free up their, what was it? It was one of the mid-level exceptions, the non-tax player mid-level exception. I'm not too sure, but Philadelphia are looking quite deep. They look like they've upgraded and they're looking strong for next season. BJ, I'm going to run you down who they lost, who you, who they gained and who they retained. And then we're going to get into it. You ready? Let's do the same. Oh, oh, I thought you were trying. I thought you were trying to rhyme in that. Okay, nah, I didn't even know I was right. It's, it's two thirty in the morning. I got no idea what's going on right now. I'm not even gonna lie to you. <laughs> if I was rhyming, that was by accident. It went by design. Anyway, the team has lost Danny Green. They traded him to the Memphis Grizzlies. Devastating loss. DeAndre Jordan has signed with the Denver Nuggets. I don't know how they're going to cope without DeAndre Jordan. Paul Millsap is free agent. Miles Powell free agent. But they've added. Julian Champagny, I don't know how to pronounce the second name, undrafted. Michael Foster Jr., undrafted. Daniel House, uh, over from the Utah Jazz. DeAnthony Melton came across in the Danny Green trade. Trevelyan Queen is a free agent, they added. PJ Tucker, big free agent signing. Big contract for a 37-year-old, turning 38 before the season starts. And of course, they re-signed James Harden. So they're basically running it back with the addition of PJ Tucker. And they're adding... Uh, Daniel House into the mix. DeAnthony Melton is replacing Danny Green. BJ, what's your take on the moves that the Sixers have made? Well, all of this hinges on two names. Two, two names. Joel Embiid. Okay. Uh, JoJo is healthy. Let's move forward. Now, we can't forget no excuses. But we can't forget that, I mean, he played basically in the playoffs with a broken face. He, he literally did exactly that. Literally. Now, I respect it. I have to believe that if Joel is healthy, maybe they advance. I'm not saying they win at all, but maybe they advance. I have to believe in it by all looks of it in the summer, based on what I've seen on social media, Mo, you know, you... You you guys post everything, you know. <laughs> Got to. James Harden looks looks appears to be in better shape. He's taking it seriously. Okay. The DJ hamstring Tucker doesn't seem to be bothering him. Yeah. You know, you know, and Maxi and, and all these guys are gonna come back, you know, and, and I think he has a chance to be, you know, a terrific. I think he has a chance to be an all-star. Tyrese. We'll talk Tyrese, about him. Yeah. So by all account, I think this team is ready. 
I think they will be better with training camp and having a year now to develop some type of chemistry. You know, everything was kind of on the fly a year ago. Now, there were a couple of things that I didn't like about this team last year, Mo. And I want to say this while I'm giving them praise, but I also I got to tell it like it is. But when I always get concerned when I see a team stop competing. I thought there were a couple games last year in the playoffs. They stopped competing. I am concerned. Especially Mr. Hodge. Okay. I like their talent. I'm a huge Doc Rivers fan. I think he is a Hall of Fame coach. But the, the makeup of this team, I've seen them, and I wasn't in the locker room. They didn't compete. Losing doesn't bother me. But when I see a team stop competing, I am really concerned because at some point you will see it again. I just mm-hmm. don't know when. I don't know how for how long. But this team, I know they have that in them. And it's there. But overall, I think if they're healthy, if Mr. Embiid is healthy, I think he's going to show up. But I do know they've surrounded them with toughness. Now, P.J. Tucker is a tough. I think he has leadership. I think he will have a profound effect on James Harden. Mm -hmm. I think he will. I think he. I think he, this team will take on some of his characteristics, hopefully. As, as you saw the Milwaukee Bucks did when he signed there and yeah. he said, we are dogs. So I think he's going to bring that out in them. I think it's a good fit for Philadelphia. I think the Philadelphia fan base will love him. So hopefully, Mo, that will, you know, translate to wins and playing, especially in the playoffs, because this team, with no, there's no secret here. They're playing with this in the back. Uh, they'll be on the top of them all year. Can they win the NBA championship? Mm-hmm. I think it's championship or bust for this group. And and as we spoke about, you know, briefly with the John Morant stuff, when maximizing his peak, is the same with Joel Embiid. You don't know how many fully healthy seasons you're going to get from a guy who's had so many injuries throughout his career. And thankfully, he got through all the regular season pretty much with the injuries. And then unfortunately, he had that face injury against the Raptors, which was devastating for the Philadelphia 76ers. Let's go through position by position because Tyrese Maxey is, I'm a big fan of Tyrese Maxey. I sat down with him during the NBA finals and we had a great conversation. I mean, you don't like basketball. You don't like life. I mean, this guy always seemed like he's happy. Good vibes. Same as like Giannis. Always just good vibes. Yes. Right. But shall shall I tell you why I really like him? His mentality, when we we were discussing, you know, his plans for the off season and all, all that kind of stuff, his mentality Everyone, I put it on TikTok and it, it went kind of viral and everyone in the comments is trying to be funny saying, bro thinks he's Kobe. But the work rate of this kid, he's up at 5 a.m. every day. He's getting three workouts in a day. He's doing everything he can to maximize his game. I said, what are you trying to work on? He goes, I want to play with more pace. And he's already one of the quickest guys in the league. He's a one-man fast break. When, he, when, when they get the ball and he runs, James Harden just finds him with like an American football touchdown pass. That's how quick he is. Just blows by. This adds another element to the Sixers. Doc Rivers said that he made Tyrese Maxey go on holiday. And a few days into the holiday, Tyrese Maxey rings Doc Rivers and says, Doc, what are people meant to do on holiday? He didn't know what to do. He didn't know how to stop training, take his mind off the game, relax. This kid is fully committed at becoming the best version of himself. And when you said you think he could be an all-star, I fully agree with you. I think Tyrese Maxey has the potential to be an all-star in the NBA. And the two, you've got James Harden 
who came under a lot of fire last season in the playoffs for his performances and lack of showing up. But his hamstring was never fully healthy. That's why people have said, his trainers have said, his hamstring was never fully healthy. And it looks this offseason that he's fully back to health. He's taking his conditioning very seriously, as you alluded to. And now it's not a mid-season trade. He's got the whole offseason. He's going to have training camp, pre-season to acclimatize himself in a team. And then the player that we forgot to mention is Tobias Harris, who is a very talented player in the NBA. When he's not being relied upon to be the first option, he's he could be great. And the thing that the big focus for him is the speed of his decision-making. When he catches the ball now, because he's got so many options alongside him, Embiid, Harden, Maxi, it's about the speed of that. Are you going to shoot it? Are you going to put it on the floor? Are you going to move the ball? And we saw since the Harden trade, that decision-making got quicker and quicker as they played more games together. And at the five, at the four, PJ Tucker, we know what he brings. Defense, toughness, three-point shooting. And at the five, Joel Embiid might make another run at the MVP this year because he feels like he should have won it last year. If you're a Sixers fan, you're very confident heading into this season. And that's just your time five, let alone the depth that you've got on the bench. Without question, I, I, nothing I can say about this team other than now let's get to the games. Their experience, they have two elite players. They have a player now who is, without question, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid can make his case as the best player in the NBA. I mean, he's that dominant of a player. You know, as he continues to get in better and better conditioning, you can see, you know, last year what he finished second in the voting. Yep. He easily could have been first. And and he can be just as dominant on the defensive end when he wants to be. So uh, there's nothing I can say. If James Harden returns back to form, you know, we're all anxiously awaiting. We know what was said last year. And, you know, no excuses. When you show up and play, we can only go by what we see. But if he returns back to form, certainly it looks like he's having a good summer thus far. And I have to believe training camp will help him immensely, will help that team, will develop their chemistry. And I, I think Tobias Harris' game will improve, especially on the defensive end, because P.J. Tucker can guard the other team's best wing player. Mm-hmm. And I think that will free up Tobias Harris. You know, Tobias Harris now doesn't have to guard the other, you know, Kevin Durant. He doesn't have to guard LeBron James. You know, P.J. Tucker can take on that responsibility, which will free him. Because Tobias Harris, let's call it like it is, he's a downhill player. You know, he he plays downhill and he can score. Mm -hmm. But I think having to defend takes away from that part of his game. Not that he won't try to defend. I just think if you could free him up now to guarding, have not having to guard Jimmy Butler, not having to guard, you know, Giannis or, or mm. Chris Middleton, I think that will free him up. And then he can just settle in to now that 15, 18, 20 points that you're saying, that's a really good third option. So on both sides of the ball. You know, great luxury to have a max contract player as a third option. Um, well, fourth option, because you can't Tyrese. Maxey, yeah, I think is poised to be Tyrese Maxey is, is poised to be to me. He's not one A, but he's one B. So here's I my think question. he's he's poised. James Harden obviously spent a lot of time in Houston where it was a very heliocentric is the word they use offense. So the whole offense was centered around James Harden. 
get the ball in his hands on almost every possession, a lot of dribbling, a lot of step backs, a lot of drives, a lot of free throws. Now, with Tyrese Maxey developing as a ball handler, Joel Embiid being able to score from not just the block, but he can score from outside. Obviously, we know how potent the pick and roll game between James Harden and Joel Embiid is. That's one of the most efficient plays in basketball when they run it, when they're fully healthy. But how do you think he's going to adjust his game now? Because Brooklyn, he didn't really fit in too well, if we're going to be honest. Like, that's why he left. How do you well, think he's going to adjust his game to playing with Embiid, who demands more touches, and Maxi as well, who's going to get more touches? Here's where we're going to have to adjust with his game. It, it To me, it's very obvious what's going on. James Harden has learned to play at a pace with his time there in Houston, which it was centered around him and he was the pace and he was the space. And when he didn't get his pace and his space, he could dribble and find the rhythm that he was looking for. James Harden now is going to have to learn how to play with other players. That's just what it is. Now, instead of having a, you know, and I'm going to say this because he's a great player, great players. Many of them earn the right to dribble beyond two dribbles three dribbles James mm-hmm. Harden really took advantage of dribbling five or more dribbles 17 okay. or more 18 or more okay he would do that per possession and when and this is how you know when you see a great player you ready for this Mo? when you could dribble the ball three four five six times and still something good happens that's when you know you're a great player because if I were to dribble the ball Three, four, five, six times. Something bad is probably going to happen. <laughs> Shot clock's winding down. The defense Chicago, is coming up. Uh, something is going to happen bad. But when you see a player that can dribble four, five, six times, anytime, anything over three dribbles and something good happens, you go, let me watch this guy a little bit more. You can get a shot now, from James, anywhere over anyone. Yeah. Now, James Harden right now, he's still a great talent but he's going to have to learn how to play with the two count. 1,001, 1,002, something's got to happen. 1,001, you're going to shoot it. 1,002, you put it on the floor. You're passing it. You're doing something. He's going to have to learn how to play the game at the two count because that means he's playing in the flow and the rhythm of the game. He, there will be a times that he, they probably will have to isolate him. There will be times, but him getting a steady diet of that, I don't think that's that's not good for the team. Because mm-hmm. Joel Embiid has shown that, and this kid Maxi now, okay, Maxi, he's earned that, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and everybody else got to feel around. This kid Maxi has speed. Unlimited speed. Yeah, he's got speed on top of speed on top of speed. And he is the one that can play at the pace that other teams just don't want to play. I don't want to play. When I watch Maxi play, I go, God, I'm glad I don't have to play him in a, in a back-to-back. Can you imagine <laughs> having to play him in a back-to-back game? No, like, no. That's the last guy you want to play. Ah, man. He, that's he, that's a just, long day at the you know, office. That's a long day. So, Maxi. I think it's Joel Embiid, Maxi, then Harden. You think Harden's the third option on this team? I think Harden has to be the third option. Harden's the guy that plugs in because we need Harden to facilitate. We need Harden to initiate. 
We need Harden. When they're they're going to double Joel Embiid, you got to double him. So he's going to have to be a catch and shoot guy some nights. Mm-hmm. Some nights he's going to have to play screen role. Some nights he may have to anchor the second unit because he can score. I think he's the maybe the best one on one player on the team, but he'll have to do it with the second group. So I would imagine if I were coaching the team, I would imagine Doc will figure out how to utilize James Harden's talent. Like, you know, coach, well, you know, when you have great players like that, you got to figure out which one is going early. Like, you know, when you play, when, when you watch Shaq and the late Kobe, you got to figure out which one is going early. And then you got to get the other guy and let him anchor the second unit so that you'll always have a great player on the floor. So think of this, Joel has it going early. Mm-hmm. You could afford to bring James Harden out at the six minute mark. Let Joel finish the first quarter. And then while you're bringing your subs in, James Harden comes in and anchors. Yeah, he's staggering in the lineup. So there's always, there's always an elite top 10 score on the floor for 48 minutes. Yeah. How many people, that's that's what you saw Boston do. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were always on the floor. Mm -hmm. For 48 minutes. Defense doesn't get a break. Kyrie Irving, and that's what they were. I thought that's what they were supposed to do. We were trying to do <laughs> there in, in Brooklyn. Shout out to Steve Nash. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm just saying, you know. Listen, I'm, I'm just saying shout out. Yeah, yeah. K, K, you know, Kyrie didn't, didn't play in enough games. But, however, when you have great players like this, you could stagger. I mean, Tyrese Maxey can do that. He's able to do that. Maybe Maxey has it going. So, you know, you can take him out or leave him in. And then Joel is the guy coming in and anchoring the second. I mean, Doc Rivers has options. And think about this. Tobias Harris can do it. (laughs) So this leads me to a question for you. We've now discussed what I consider the top four teams in the Eastern Conference. Boston, which was a week or two ago now. Miami, Milwaukee, and now Philly. Yes. I want you to rank them for me. Not in the regular season, though. Chances for a championship this season. Well, I, I, start, I can't bet start, at, start at I four. Can't. Start four. I can't. I can't. Okay. Well, all right. Milwaukee. I'm not Milwaukee. Miami. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Yeah, this is tough. I, I, I and, and listen. I don't want to disrespect Boston, but I'm going to say Boston three, Philly two, and Milwaukee. But on paper, I think Philly has the best team on paper. See, this is what I was going to say. Because on paper, I like Milwaukee's. I mean, I like Philadelphia's team on paper. Just if you just look at that, you go, they got James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Joel Embiid, and Tobias Harris. Tybal, PJ Tucker, you're going. This is not bad. This is pretty, that looks pretty good. However, I can't bet against my man, the G. So, I can't bet against him. <laughs> the G. I love that nickname for him. But what I'm saying is, we know that the playoffs often comes down to matchups. And what the Sixers boast is the versatility to exploit matchups. For example, yes, they do. You don't have a provided good defend- that they defend. Oh, yeah. correct. You don't have a good defensive big, MB's going to punish you down low. You've not got great point of attack perimeter defenders. 
Max is going to blow right by. You want to you want to slow the game down so Max is not effective in transition. Well, James Harden's there. He can play one on one with you. Or if all else fails, you're going to go James Harden, Joel Embiid, pick and roll, which is going to be unstoppable. So when it comes to matchups on the offensive side of the basketball, they might have the best versatility in exploiting matchups in the league because you've really got someone that can do everything. But as you say, you have to defend to win a championship. How do you see the defense looking for the Philadelphia 76ers? Because MB well, can't clean thing, up everyone's the, the, the one thing this year that I, I know, and I can, I can, you can take this one to the bank. Doc Rivers is going to coach this team this year. I, I thought Doc Rivers so. was put, the head coach. Well, he was the head coach, but last year he was placed in a very difficult situation. Why? Is because they traded for a player and that player wasn't healthy. And by his own account, he wasn't in shape. Let's yeah. just, he wasn't in shape. Okay. So he wasn't in shape. He wasn't healthy, fully healthy in a place like Philadelphia where they're trying to win a championship because they have a player, arguably last year was the best player in the league. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, on one hand, you have all these expectations and then they're not even really playing great. And then Joel breaks his face, which kind of gives them like, it's, it's like, it was just like one of those seasons. Okay. I think this year, though, Doc is going to coach this team, and he's going to coach them hard. He's going to coach them hard. I don't think there are no excuses, and he's going to coach to win. And these guys, because he has enough players now to where if you don't step up and perform, he can still win that game. If someone is not playing well, he can set those guys on the bench and still win that game. Mm-hmm. Okay, and winning, as you know, covers a multitude of sins. The only mm-hmm. player to me that can't they can't do that with is JoJo. Uh, JoJo to me is head and shoulders above everybody else. Yes, everyone. The other guys got to figure out how to how to fall in line. So I think this year they are going to have a training camp. They're going to know what to expect, and they're going to have to have a level of toughness, especially on the defensive end, and be committed there. And that includes everybody, including James. And James hasn't done that consistently in his career. Can he do it? Absolutely. And will he do it? Now, that's another discussion. Well, he's not carrying the entire offense like he was in Houston. So now he has no excuse not to do it. Because in Houston, okay, cool. He's the offense on every single possession down, basically. So there's not going to be that much effort on the defensive side. But now you're not expected to carry every single possession down the court. So you should be playing defense, at least giving the effort and energy required to make life difficult for the opposition. Do you know what I really want? Do you know what I think we need? Do you know what I think we deserve, BJ? Seven games. Seven games of Embiid versus Giannis. We need, we need that. Yeah, well, you know what? I anytime, anytime. And I I can. I mean, listen. I think Giannis is going to be that's there. That's a game within a game. That's a game Don't let me down, Philly. Don't let me down. I want to get to Philly this season. Now that we can travel and stuff, I want to get to Philly. Right, I need to get to Philly get for there. the playoffs. We will. We need a Philly cheesesteak mm. and at the game. That's what we need. Yes, sir. And we we need that, and that that would be that would be amazing. I I think I'm really excited about this upcoming season. The more we talk about it, you break it down. There's some really good teams. 
well, there's going to be some really good teams this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's always going to be a surprise team, too. You know what I mean? And but, I, you know, as I'm as I'm going through and I'm looking at the teams, I was looking at the roster. You know, I'm, I'm excited about, you know, of course, my Pistons. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be exciting. The Cleveland Cavaliers piqued oh, my interest. Oh. <sighs> you know, they piqued my interest. So there are a lot of teams out here, Mo. The Pelicans. The, the, the Pelicans, Pelicans. Yes, I have to watch yes. every game this season. I, although yes, I watch I, every I game agree, anime, I agree with, you know I agree with that. I, the new I look agree, Timberwolves with the double bigs. The yeah. Denver Nuggets fully healthy. The, the, the LA Dallas. Clippers. The Charlotte Hornets to see what happens over there. But the moral of the story is, every single one of these teams we just mentioned, we're doing a breakdown for right here on the Hoop Genius Podcast. So if you've missed oh, any, so far we've done every team that got to the conference semifinals and further. So Philly today, Milwaukee, Phoenix, Memphis, Dallas, Miami, Boston, Golden State. We've done those already. So scroll down and you can listen to those. Coming up soon, we've got Chicago, Brooklyn, Minnesota, New Orleans, Toronto, Atlanta, Denver, Utah, the Clippers, the Spurs, Cleveland, Charlotte, and then all the other teams that didn't even make the playoffs or the play-ins. So we're going to talk I, I about gotta all call Danny. We got to get Danny Ainge on. We got to get Danny Ainge on. I'm going to call Danny. I'm calling Danny. I'm going to wear a green suit. I need to know what's going on. Okay. I got to know do what's it. going on. Let's get it cracking. And if you guys want Danny Ainge on the show, subscribe. Leave us a review. Tell us how great the show is and five stars because that bumps us up in the charts. And the higher we get in the charts, the better it looks for the boys. You know what I'm saying? So help a brother out. Leave a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. If you're on Spotify, just open Apple Podcast app. Download all the episodes and leave a review. That would help us out greatly. If you're on Spotify, five stars. If you're on YouTube, subscribe, share with a friend, all that good stuff. But most importantly, get buckets. <laughs>